meat. <laughs> I needed that. I need a little bit of a little bit of juice today. We need the boost. Yeah. All right. It's today's episode of Your Daily Scrum with professional scrum trainers, Ryan Ripley and Todd Miller. I'm Ryan. That's Todd. We get together each and every day to help you get better with scrum each and every day. Todd, there's like over 400 questions answered on this site. Dig through. Actually, listen to them all. Right. Check those out. Um, Check out our classes. We have a free scrum framework course and an evidence-based management EBM course. Those can help as well. Like and subscribe. Check out the description. Leave us your questions and comments. All right, that's enough of that. Todd, we've got another top 10 rewind today. Taking a look at the top 10 shows thus far and seeing if our thoughts have evolved on them. Maybe we've changed our mind or added some nuance. Today, top 10 rewind, what does a scrum master do with a quiet team? Mm -hmm. Data on this one released uh, February 4th, 2021, 6.4 K views, 208 likes, 21 comments. What does a scrum master do with a quiet team? I actually stopped watching what we what we said so as to take a fresh take on it. Okay. So, Todd, where do you go with this one? Um, so, what does a scrum master do with a quiet team? Sometimes it's okay to accept the fact that they're quiet. Yes. Right? I, I, like, uh, I, 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 I just don't think it's bad to be quiet sometimes. I, I think that if, if you're starting to feel like there's a lack of openness or something like that, I, I mean, I'd be insightful around the scrum values here um, because uh, openness doesn't mean talkative, right? So if you're talking in terms of the scrum value, openness doesn't mean talkative. Um, uh, so uh, so I'd, be, I'd be specific around that, like to make sure that everybody is, is solid there. Uh, but sometimes uh, you're just dealing with a quiet team. Um, so if you're, and if you're questioning, if they're quiet, maybe you're more towards the extroverted side, maybe you want to talk, but my my first take on that is, is, um, is just that, um, maybe it's okay. Uh, Maybe it's not, but that's where I'm going to start with. Maybe it's okay. Brian. I like it. I'm just, I'm thinking, um, I'm finding as a scrum master, maybe I just need to be quiet in this situation. The silence kills everybody. Somebody eventually talks. But in the case where you just can't get them to speak, um, I think last time we talked about a direct route, and I think I would stick with the, hey, why aren't we talking right now? Mm-hmm. Like what? And, and maybe there's an environmental thing. There's a team dynamic. Maybe, they're, maybe everyone's afraid to speak because the lead architect will just shoot them down. Maybe there's some, or maybe they're afraid to say something out loud because then they'll own it. Maybe there's a culture of, well, you said it, so it's now your, it's now your problem. Um, so there's something going on, and maybe I need to work on that as well. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting dilemma. And I, uh, I think it, it, this one, Todd, is so contextual. I wish there was, like, the perfect practice, but sometimes I need to just stay quiet. Sometimes I need to, to almost provoke them to speak. Sometimes I need to look at the environment or the systems of work at play that's causing this issue. Um, and I think sometimes it's going to be just discernment. It's kind of like, what do you do with a dog that won't quit barking? Yeah. You, know? you go on mute. <laughs> yeah. You go on mute. Yeah. So this is just one of those, I hate the answer, but it's kind of a, it depends. And you need to have some discernment around the, the context and really decide what the right path of action truly is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you step into uh, if you're if you're taking on a facilitator's stance here and you're trying to facilitate a conversation, 
maybe maybe start with some kind of uh, like if you have a group there and you're working with the group the dynamics of the group maybe start with uh with more of like uh we talk about diverging and converging methods of facilitation right so like when you think of diverging maybe split the group and have smaller group conversations even if it's a group of like six maybe just have like three groups one-on-one having smaller conversations having small conversations where people are diverged and they're having these conversations in small groups and then uh, converge back at the end, right. And have them share their different, um, uh, what they're thinking. The liberating structures are really, are really built for this, like something like a one, two for all, which is like the, the, the ability to think on your own. And the two is a little bit of a diverging around that topic and having those conversations before you come back and you converge and you have them all together. So this might, this might mean that you need to update uh, up your facilitation game a little bit, create smaller groups, create comfortable spaces. Um, and so I think from a facilitator's standpoint, there, there are some things that you can do to encourage people to, 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 to speak up a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go. So good rewind there, Todd. Might be end screen time. Mm-hmm. Be sure to like and subscribe and check out the socials. Some videos are going to pop up. It's our mentioned Scrum Framework and EBM course. Uh, those are great ways to uh, earn your certifications without uh, too much effort. It's a number of videos that you watch. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Uh, some merch is going to pop up, too. Check out the hoodies, the hats, the cups, all the stuff you asked for. We've delivered. If you're getting a lot of value out of these shows, consider a thank you below. Uh, but otherwise, I'm Ryan. That was Todd. Go forward, do some great scrum things. We'll see you tomorrow.